0: Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life.
1: Aloha. Welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Today, I have a special show. I have a very special guest with me. I have... Chris Sider with me, and he is the host and the author of the, the blog and the host of the podcast exboyfriendrecovery.com. Chris is a wealth of f- information for us today about anxiety and relationships, and we're going to get right to that. Stay tuned. Before we start today's episode, I do want to tell you about our Patreon campaign that we have going on. You can find out more about that by going to anxietycoachespodcast.com and clicking on the Patreon button. It'll take you over to our Patreon campaign page where you can see how you can help support us and you can listen to the interviews I have posted there that are not available through the podcast, but only over there on the Patreon page. So anyway, let's get to today's show. Let me share a little bit about today's guest. Chris Sider is a professional relationship consultant specializing in breakups. He teaches men and women how to get over a breakup or even how to get back with an ex if the situation calls for it. He's been featured in publications like Your Tango, Elite Daily, She Knows, Reader's Digest, and Life Hack. You can learn more about Chris on his website www.exboyfriendrecovery.com. Welcome to the show, Chris. I'm so glad to have you with me today. How are you doing?
0: Oh doing great. It's such a blast. I've been excited all week long. I'm not even kidding.
1: <laughs> oh good. Well, I know. We've uh, Chris and I have talked before and we have a wonderful time when we are uh together. He is so full of great relationship information. And so, you know, Chris, one of the things that we were talking about before we got started was uh, an email that I got from someone that was very stressed out about not having a relationship. They're Mm -hmm. 29 years old. Um, It was a woman and she said she was really starting to panic Um, she has anxiety anyway, but really starting to panic that things are never going to work out for her. She's never kissed anyone. She's never had a proper date. And when someone even comes around and begins to talk to her with interest, she just freezes. So Mm. she's thinking it will never happen for her. And I got thinking about you and I thought, I wonder if Chris has ever run into this. What do you say?
0: Yeah. um, It was interesting. You were telling me about this before we actually started recording, and I actually cited a comment that I got on my website, Ex-Boyfriend Recovery, which I help women through breakups, where this woman was in an almost identical situation. She had never kissed anyone. She was still a virgin. She she obviously had had a relationship before, so it's a little bit different, but Mm -hmm. I can imagine the fears that this, the person that came to my website was feeling is a little bit similar to what the person on your podcast or website was feeling. Mm-hmm. So I'd be really interested to know on why she freezes up so much. Is, is this kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy where it just continues over and over again and the more and more she fails to maybe establish a connection with another male a woman, right? It's a woman. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm wondering if it's just perpetuating over like a endless circle over and over again and each time she fails it gets worse and worse and she loses more and more confidence so i think i'd start with her is just trying to rebuild her confidence and all you really need to do is give someone a quick win something maybe Mm -hmm. easy where they can get on the board and they they can kind of slowly build their confidence up because i think more than anything um especially when it comes to attracting a member of the opposite sex, confidence is key, even for women. I know they always say like that men, they have to be confident, you know, that's going to attract a woman, but same thing applies for women too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I, I think with her, I'd start, by trying to give her a quick win on something, maybe trying some sort of text message with a guy where she gets a really positive response and she gets excited. It doesn't have to be big, just something really small so she gets on the board and can slowly start rebuilding her confidence up. Because I think a lot of maybe why she freezes up in those situations why she gets so tense is she's thinking back on her past experiences and and me personally i have felt anxiety especially when it came to trying to attract women i remember i would um this is kind of an embarrassing story but what the heck I'll I'll just tell it and embarrass myself so I remember when I was in college I hadn't dated anyone for like three years and Mm -hmm. there was this girl in my class that I really really took a liking to but the problem is I was sitting on the opposite side of the class and so in my head I'm trying to think well if I'm going to date her I need to like probably talk to her in order to talk to her I need to come up with something really witty to say so the entire night before this class I prepared like here's what I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a she's gonna react in this way I'm gonna say B she's gonna react in this way I had it all planned out Gina. I I was in my head I was a God yeah and then yeah. comes the moment and guess what <laughs> happened I froze up I didn't say a word and I was just that mm-hmm. creep who went hey. And then said nothing. (laughs) So even someone like me who does this professionally and helps women trying to basically reattract their exes or get over breakups. I have moments like that. So she's definitely not alone. And again, I think I just start by rebuilding her confidence.
1: I love that, Chris. That's uh, because what we do when you get in that frozen state from being anxious about anything, whether it's relationships or health is you have to break the cycle. Yeah, You have to interrupt it is the way I look at it because breaking it sounds so hard, but <laughs> just being able to interrupt it and and have it go a different way even once. Yeah, so I love that. I love the idea of text messaging. What, yeah, a, messaging. what a great way to use text, yeah. yeah, to actually be able to start feeling confident yeah. and maybe
0: and, reach out. And I think for someone like that, especially if they're freezing up, I'm assuming in person the guy is in front of her and she's freezing up well text message is a little bit less personal so and I always tell people like you're kind of in your own little sanctuary when you're texting like no one can bother you you can kind of text you can really think hard about what you send and this has advantages certainly it does have disadvantage but i think in this case a text message is perfect because it's maybe less threatening it's maybe she can like really think to say the right thing and and all she needs is just a quick win and like you said breaking yeah. that cycle i think is an important thing for rebuilding her confidence
1: have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet Code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Beautiful. And we all have times and or places in our life where rebuilding our confidence needs to happen. It's not the first or last time in our lives that it happens. Yeah. And yeah, and, and that's one of the beauties of of having a few years behind you is you can remember, oh, I've gotten through this before. Yeah. That's a huge thing with anxiety is being able to say, "Oh, it it is. It isn't the worst case scenario that I'm building in my head. I've come up. I've come face to face with this before, and I've gotten through it." So, the thing with relationships is, I I actually do get a lot of email uh, about relationship stuff. Some some talk about it in the Facebook group, but it becomes very personal. I think so. That's where the emails come in, and. A lot of stress with relationships, Chris. Is this, um, and relationships is not my uh, <laughs> place of expertise. This is why I've come to you. But uh, so when people are feeling anxious and they're talking to you, and uh, the relationship is caused, is the big stress at the moment, mm-hmm. and it's really starting to flare all of their anxiety what are the key things that you try to focus on to help calm them down? Because obviously being in an anxious state doesn't help you with your ex. Um, So what do you say to them when the anxiety is flaring?
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. I'm really glad you asked it in this way because um, people who are coming to me for advice, they're going through difficult breakups. So I don't think there's anything when it comes to relationships that's more difficult and more anxiety-inducing than a breakup, you know. Mm-hmm. And the thing that a lot of people don't realize is they've done studies, and I, I say this—I feel like a broken record—I've I've said this quote so many times to my to my own audience. The p- thing a lot of people don't realize is that when it comes to breakups, they've done studies and they found that the part of the brain that lights up when you're going through a breakup, when you're having heartbreak, is the same part of the brain that lights up when it cocaine addict is going through withdrawal so as you can imagine it's really hard to get them to stop thinking about that person and the more we were talking about the cycle you know the cycle the more they think about the person the more they're going to remember the relationship the more they're going to feel anxious and then it will just keep going over until eventually they start acting crazy and so like we've talked about you need to interrupt that cycle yeah. And so this is the most difficult thing because interrupting the cycle is not easy, especially when your body literally is feeling the physical effects of a withdrawal. I remember I remember one of my relationships, probably, probably 18 years old. So it was my first experience kind of experiencing a little bit more of a serious relationship. But I remember mm-hmm. we had this gigantic fight and I remember being so anxious and so upset about it that I couldn't eat. Anything. I, I didn't have an appetite. And I imagine a lot of people who have serious anxiety have this issue as well. So I think the important thing is to take care of yourself above all else. And that revolves around breaking that pattern. So I implement what I like to call a no contact rule. So it's basically you're removing yourself from the situation. Just for a period of time, let's say you determine that you don't want to have any interaction with your ex for 21 days. Well, that's great. It's a great way for you to, instead of focusing and putting all of your energy on your ex, to instead put it on yourself and maybe rebuild some of the aspects of your life that you need to be rebuilt. So, and I I have found so the the cool thing about having a really big website is I can do these kind of really fun studies. So I'll come up with an idea and I'll say, "Hey, this is the idea. This is what I think will work." And I can actually hear back when they report back. Hey, I tried what you said and it worked. I got my ex back. Or, hey, I tried what you said. It didn't work. So I've been doing this for half a decade, and I've kind of refined my process. And we found that in seventy percent of the success stories that we have had, many of whom have gotten their ex back, have gotten married. I have people coming on and doing interviews with me telling me that they have used the no contact rule 70% that so it is the most important aspect it's not the only thing that you have to do to get an ex back if you want to, to do that but I've also found that the applications are really interesting in the fact that it can help you get over your ex faster because Like, like I said, you're taking the energy off of your ex and you're putting it onto yourself and you're kind of breaking that cycle where you're constantly obsessing about them, which in turn, I think is just going to make you more anxious, just trying to to apply it to what your, your viewers would want to hear.
1: Oh, absolutely. That no contact rule is amazing because that interrupts the cycle. Yeah, It takes, you know what, the way we talk about anxiety here is uh, doing certain things or, giving attention to, let's say intrusive thoughts, which could happen with your ex. You're adding fuel to a fire that you're trying to put out. Yeah, You're just throwing gasoline on it. And so the way you described how it's lighting up the brain and this no contact rule is amazing. Um, I, can you explain a little bit more about yeah. it like like how and, and the best kind of length of time? Yeah,
0: yeah, so I've done multiple studies on that as well trying to figure out okay, what's the best length of time and ultimately it depends on the situation. So some situations will call for a longer period of time. Some situations probably more like a general normal breakup where there's not death threats or or something crazy like that is going to go for a a shorter amount of time. But I've found that there's three timeframes that I recommend, the 21-day rule, the 30-day rule, and the 45-day rule. Now, there's other experts out there in my field that will recommend 60 or 90 days, but I'm actually not a fan of this. I Let me rephrase that. I am a fan of it if you're approaching it from the fact that you want to try to get over your ex because- Not basically staying out of a cycle where you're obsessing about your ex, you can truly get over your ex easier. Most of the people who come to me, they want their exes back, which which I can understand. So if you want your ex back, there's they've done studies to find, well, how long does it take to make a habit? And they found that the magic number is 66 days. So it takes 66 days to make a habit, but in the same line of thinking, it also takes 66 days to break a habit. So technically, if your ex got out of the habit of thinking about you, it would take him or her 66 days to potentially get over you. So if you're ignoring your ex for 90 days, for example, and you want them back, maybe it's not the best thing to do because they can technically get over you. So that is the time frame. But the, mo- the most important thing that I-, I feel people miss when you're talking about the no contact rule is... People who want their exes back, they'll use the no contact rule because naturally they'll think, oh, if I do this, he'll miss me or she'll miss me. And yes, that's true. There's scientific and psychological basis behind that. It's called reactance. So if you take a human being's freedom away, they're going to react in a way to try to get that freedom back. So by using the no contact rule, you're basically taking your ex's ability to talk to you out of the equation. So they're actually going to react in a way to try to get that freedom back. Now it's not a hundred percent. Some exes do, some exes don't, but I've found that the people who actually utilize the no contact rule and try to find a way to cultivate their own lives, like I said, trying to take the energy off the X and putting it on themselves and doing positive things with that time where they're Basically ignoring their ex, they have better results in getting their ex back and also getting over their ex. So it's really, really interesting. A lot of people use the no contact rule because hey, they think it'll make their ex miss them. But I've found the opposite is actually true. It's the people who use that time wisely that have the most mm-hmm. success when it comes to getting over the ex and also getting the ex back. Whew, that was a that was a lot of oh No. Well I'm you've going, got a lot feel of like like, people. Well
1: well, you are. I've been over to that website. You have so much information on there and I want everybody to know what that website is. It's com, And I'm telling you, it's huge. It's, you've got all kinds of stuff going on over there. And your podcast too is very big. And that is by the same name. Am I correct?
0: Yeah. It's the ex boyfriend recovery podcast, where I basically just answer people's questions. I interview experts like you, Gina came on, And, um, sometimes I'll do live coaching sessions with, with people and feature success stories. So it's kind of the breakup go-to whether you want to get over your ex or get them back. It's sort of meant to help people in general with breakups.
1: Yeah. And one of the things that I hear people break up over, at least in my anxiety circles, (laughs) is this idea. And I don't know if this happens to men because I hear it only from women. I hear this over and over is he the right one? Mm. Being in the relationship and actually breaking it off because they, they're they not sure and then wanting it back. Is this something that you've run into with all those people?
0: Um, not every single one, but it is something that I certainly have run into before. Okay. And I think when it comes to... So the, there's a lot of different angles I can attack this with. I could talk for about it. commitment and what makes human beings commit to each other. I can talk about how you can kind of determine if your ex is the one or if your partner is the one. Do you want me to talk more about commitment or just determining of the one? L-
1: yeah, let's determine the one. Let's okay. hear that piece.
0: So there's this idea of core values, right? Everyone has yes. core values. For example, someone who is really into the environment is probably not going to get along with someone who litters, right? Right. So there's a, that, that's kind of like a small core value. But let's imagine you have core values that are non-negotiable meaning these are the core values that you know for a fact if this person doesn't match up with this core value that you have you cannot get along these aren't the you know littering ones i mean these aren't like if your spouse or potential spouse excuse me is maybe like a little dirty and they don't clean up after themselves if you can say to yourself and say you know i i think i can live with that mm-hmm. then this is not a negotiable this is not a non-negotiable value you're looking right. for the values like like kids like I don't know so, something really big I think kids is the the first thing that pops into my mind right big one so a lot of people what they don't consider especially when they're in this addiction phase where they've gone through the breakup with their ex and they're they're really obsessing about them too much they, they don't think logically and try to look at the big picture and say hey Does this person have core values that align with my own? And it sounds simple, but again, when you're going through an addiction, because this is, this is a withdrawal. This is, this is scientifically what is going to happen to you when you go through a really, really bad breakup. Taking a step back, looking at the big picture, probably during the no contact rule and trying to determine if your core values align with his or her core values. That's one of the number one things that you can do to determine if this is the person maybe you want to get back and potentially the one because a lot of people they're under the i like to call it the disney influence they're they're under the you know every person's going to be cinderella or area i'm thinking of disney princesses but (laughs) real life doesn't work that way no one's perfect everyone has certain flaws and i think people limit themselves a little bit. They're looking for the perfect one. Well, there's no such thing as a perfect person in the world. What you really need to do is look at the core values and see if the person's worth hanging on to. That that would be my best piece of advice.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I think where they come into difficulty, because those core values, you just made it sound so clear. Like it's straightforward, it's clear, but what's happening is the mind, the body together mind body is addicted right and that's an anxiety is parallels all that it is the addiction the brain is lighting up and 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 so we're stuck and so we have to take that step back and take a look at what are my core values and actually give that more attention than the addictive feelings, mm-hmm. yeah?
0: Yeah, and a, a lot of people do not do that, which which is, again, breaking that pattern is, is yeah. essential because if you can break the pattern, maybe stop thinking too much about the breakup or too much about maybe any sort of anxi- anxiety you're feeling about it and instead maybe focus on those simple core values, that might work out better for you in the end. Absolutely.
1: Boy, this is good stuff. Do you, Before I let you go, I because I know you talk to a lot of people, <laughs> There, you, you have a lot of people that follow your podcast and your website. What do you tell people to do to take that uh, step back to actually maybe jump into a 21 day? I'm going to do this. Uh, do you have a couple of tips that you could give them that will help them? really do and commit to that action.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really big into cultivating your life. So let's assume someone decides, okay, I want to do the no contact rule and they pick, let's say the 21 day no contact rule. So they're going to basically be ignoring their ex. There are certain circumstances where you can't ignore your ex. Like if there's kids involved, there's workarounds. You can go to the website, read about that, but let's assume there's no kids. You're just going to ignore your ex for 21 days. Well, the worst thing you can do is just sit on your hands and just expect everything to work out. No, you actually have to do work. And oftentimes I talk about this idea of the Holy Trinity. So this is an idea that I came up with when I was looking at my own life and trying to structure my time. So I was looking and and trying to divide my life up into aspects. So ultimately I, I settled on There's the health aspect of your life, there's the wealth aspect of your life, and then there's the relationships aspect of your life. And so the main goal here is to try to maximize each aspect of your life but the problem we face as human beings is we only have 24 hours in a day to do it. So trying to find a way to successfully put time equally among each of these aspects of your life can be one of the most difficult things that you can do. For example, I'll I'll use myself as an example. Last week I spent every single day working until 3:30 a.m. because I was feeling anxious about something. So I'm spending most of my waking hours Uh, And by the way, it killed me. don't recommend it. (laughs) I spent most of my time working on the wealth aspect of working, doing work stuff. Now, what that means is I didn't spend as much time working on my health as I should have and as much time working on my relationships as I should have. So as a result, those two aspects of my life suffer the wealth goes up because that's where i'm putting all the energy but there is a problem with putting all of your energy in say relationships which i think is what a lot of people are trying to do when they go through a breakup they're putting all of their energy trying to repair the relationship or get over the breakup or just obsessing about their ex needlessly what they need to do is try to find a way to balance each aspect and it's one of the most difficult things i struggle every single day trying to do this because oftentimes especially when it comes to wealth or even health you can get carried away and put too much effort into that and maybe neglect some of the other aspects of your life. So I always recommend to my clients and people I'm talking to is to try to balance your life in this way. Spend lots of time with health, spend lots of time with wealth, spend lots of time with relationships. And specifically, let's talk a little bit about the relationships. A lot of people, when I talk about relationships, are automatically assuming I'm talking about their exes. That's not the case. I'm talking about friends, family, mm-hmm. cultivating relationships with maybe teachers. If you're in school, all of these things are great. Just cultivate that area of your life, excluding your ex. So that's kind of my best tip.
1: Beautiful. Oh, that's the, that's a fabulous one because (laughs) that brings it back to them, uh, taking care of themselves,
0: right. With that time. It, It forces you to do it. And sometimes people need, um, a different way of looking at it, because sometimes my wife will just tell me, hey, do this, do this, do this. And of course, I'll ignore her. But when I hear someone else maybe say it to me in a different way, I'm say, I'll am i say to her, hey, we should do this. And then she's like, I've been telling you that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, my gosh. You are such a delight, Chris Sider from exboyfriendrecovery.com. I am just amazed with your wealth of information and your oh, thank wisdom. You. Thank you. You are totally in the right field. And you are. Chris is helping a multitude of people. So be sure if this is your issue right now, this relationship piece is the piece that is flaring up your anxiety, that's giving you... That angst that is setting, you know, once the anxiety gets flared up, it's everywhere. If that's your difficulty right now, I highly suggest that you go over and visit my friend Chris at exboyfriendrecovery dot com. Chris, thanks for being with us. It was a blast. always a joy. Yeah. Be well, my friend. Aloha. Bye. And now for today's quote: A person isn't who they are during the last conversation you had with them. They're who they've been throughout the whole relationship. And that's from Reiner Maria Rilke. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha.
0: Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com